Hello and welcome to Sono Podcast No Sodomy, the fate of that podcast where we're being attacked at every turn by stand users in our hotel rooms, on boats, even in the bathroom. Uh, and uh, my fa- our family is watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure together. I'm Payne Tazetta. <laughs> I'm Russell Cooper. I'm Herb. Um, what a good then- intro you did. I didn't think of one in advance, and I really tried. And then I was thinking about how in between every single episode and then before we sat down, Dad and I both simultaneously got up and went to the bathroom each time. There's something wrong with us. Well, yes, but we're watching JoJo, so that's obvious. Yes. Um, uh, anyway, yes, we have uh, we today we watched episodes seven, eight, and nine of part three, Strength, the Devil, and Yellow Temperance. So these were, I know you'd mentioned specifically about uh, episode seven, but these were some real freaky episodes, even for JoJo. Yeah, like at the beginning of episode seven, I was like, oh, I forgot to warn everybody how uncomfortable this one gets. <laughs> Which one? Specifically the first of the three? Uh, yeah, specifically, like, the monkey and the naked ten-year-old girl. Yeah, no, I, I super, super hated that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, you know, it happens to, has to, has to happen eventually in anime. Yeah, I, that's actually something I wrote down, is anime will see an underage girl and be like, is anybody gonna draw her naked and then not wait for an answer? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, I mean, of course, uh, you know, I don't even know why I keep saying this every episode. It didn't really make sense. First of all, how does an orangutan, no! how does an orangutan become a stand user? I mean, I know apes are smart, but first of all, is this some kind of like lab created super intelligent ape? And by the way, who locked him in the cage at the beginning in the first that place? Is something I was thinking about is why did he lock himself in the cage? Because yeah, I don't think anybody put him boat. in there. Even, like, he controlled the whole whole boat, so even the cage he controlled. Because I was, I was going around it in my mind, and I was like, well, maybe it was so the the party would let their guard down, but he could have just hidden where they couldn't see him at all, and then yeah. their guard would be really down. And then, Yeah, that, that seemed like not anything. Where did all the sailors on the ship come from? Those were the sailors from the boat that they were on before with the underwater fight and Captain <laughs> Captain Dragon. But that does not remember wait, anything that wait, happened. But those sailors weren't on that lifeboat with them, were they? There were like a couple lifeboats. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, a, Got a, it. a whole ship of like a bunch of sailors is going to have one lifeboat. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so yeah, but I still, you know, it's like, and then why did he become green when he was fighting? And I, yeah, that, I don't know. Well, I feel like you often ask about the like battle color palette changes, and it's it's an artistic thing. Well, I don't know okay. if I ever told you guys the origins of that specific artistic choice or not. Well, obviously, manga is in black and white, right? So there were no colors originally. But every time there's, like, an occasional colored page for a magazine or, like, other illustrations that the artist had done, they're, like, often always in different colors. So the, like, color palette shifting during, like, fights and intense moments is sort of a callback to that. Right. Okay, but it's like, 
there's got to be some backstory like Dio must have like found this orangutan and somehow like trained him and made him intelligent and taught him how to smoke and look at Playboy and I no I, I think it's just a really smart monkey. Well, the fucked up part is that I I I do know <laughs> and you will learn how the monkey got its stand. Okay. <laughs> That okay, part will so, not remain a mystery. But what I really want to talk about about that darn monkey. He's they an never ape, say but... it. Yeah, they never say it in the episode, although I think it's, you know, in the mid-episode stand profile thing. The monkey's name is Forever. And I would ask <laughs> you, I would ask you guys to guess what that could possibly be a musical reference to, but I don't think you would ever get it in like a hundred years of guessing, hundred thousand years of guessing. Is it that Shakira song? No, it is not. Oh. What is it? I, I, I might be able to come up with it eventually, but anyway. Okay, then I will tell you that this is just according to the wiki, but it is a reference to the album Wu-Tang Forever. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. Well, I don't know enough about Wu-Tang Clan. That's a problem, but. Oh, no. Which I'm not sure how, if that's true or not, but that's what the wiki says. I don't, I don't know how much I love that. I, I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> Shit. Very good. Yeah, anyway, so orangutan, subhuman, yet powerful enough to have the most powerful stand they've ever seen. Okay. <laughs> the most powerful stand they've ever seen is boat. Yes, well. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big boat. <laughs> Did it have a name? Did they name the stand? Um, The stand is strength. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He said that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because they're still using tarot cards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. I was not a fan of the monkey. I, I was a fan of how the monkey took out a Rubik's Cube to, like, prove that it was smart. <laughs> I liked that it smoked a cigarette and pulled out a Playboy magazine. Yeah. And later switched to a pipe. Yeah. He was like, oh, yeah. I'm going to be more refined now that I have the captain's outfit on. <laughs> you know... Something about the show is that they never let the naked woman who gets attacked in the bathroom get dressed. Yeah. Yeah. That's they, I think the they thing, did that to like, like Lisa Lisa also. I know I'm not like a woman, but like even for me, if I was naked from like showering or bathing and some circumstance happened where there's like a fight going on now, I think the first thing I would do is look for some clothing to put on my body. Yeah, I feel Especially like that's important. I'm not the main one being attacked. You know, it's, you know, with Lisa Lisa, Joseph was doing the fighting. And with this, Jotaro was doing the fighting. The woman had time to go. She, she, yeah, she, she like, didn't need to be in the hallway with Jojo right away, you know? She could have also stayed in the bathroom, is the thing. Yes, she could have stayed in the bathroom. Yeah. But she, she doesn't like to go anywhere that is smart. <laughs> nope. Joseph Joseph was like, please stay with the others for your safety. And she was like, okay. And then she went and wandered around the boat alone. So, yeah. You know, I do, I did like boat being the stand, but the monkey, yeah. I, I, like, that was it's just such eight. a filler episode, right? I mean, quote unquote filler. I mean, apparently. But... Yes, I mean, because apparently we hear more about the orangutan, so... Uh... Yeah, I mean, it, it established that there are physical stands that other people can see, and that 
non-humans can be stand users. So Yeah, that feels like a big decision for them to make that I hope that they address again one day in the future. Mm-hmm. But I'm not holding my breath. I wouldn't. <laughs> One of the other things I made notes of. Um, right, oh, yeah. G- going back around to the first scene, I'm still... The fact that almost all of Dio in part three is him lounging around shirtless in the dark with an old woman. I just <laughs> think he's having a great time. And I'm so happy he, for him. He said he was going to rid the Joe Stars from his Wheel of Fortune. Mm-hmm. 7 30 like... p.m channel 7 <laughs> oh you know what i have i have one more note from the beginning of the first episode and then we should move to another episode okay when they when they can't find anyone on the boat i don't remember who said it i didn't make a note but somebody said that maybe they're all in the bathroom with a bad case of diarrhea oh yeah that was polner f that was a polner f line everyone on the boat i did actually write down party on the diarrhea boat <laughs> good all right all right so now the next episode was they got to singapore which yes they absolutely hyped the living shit out of singapore like for the whole like two episodes they were there did they yeah yeah they were like talking so positively about singapore they were saying like oh this is like because of its its trade with other countries it has a, a lovely mix of eastern and western culture they're like and down then, on yeah. the beach and they're drinking like coconuts right out of the out of the bank. <laughs> and there's they're a cable like, car. Yeah, yeah. they like really like made me want to go to Singapore. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course, getting attacked on the cable car is not necessarily a good selling point, but you know. Well, right. well, first off, first off, let me run a hypothetical situation by you guys. Please. You're you're being attacked by people constantly like this, right? You got you get to your hotel, you see. Suddenly we're see, safe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, you're like, oh, yeah. suddenly we're safe. I can take right. a break. But also, you see a creepy doll on your bedside table. Immediately, no. First thing you do, leave, either just get the fuck out of that room or just, like, toss that shit out the window or something, right? Like, no. Like, not just ignoring but, that. But yet, you d- you detect the uh, stand user in your fridge. That Okay, that's one of my favorite exchanges, <laughs> honestly. I have, I have a, How did you know I, have I was hiding in the this. fridge? I have a good note about this. Horrifying doll on the table, man in the fridge, worst hotel ever. (laughs) (laughs) True. But I just also love the the humanization of an intimidating villain where it's like, you forgot to hide the drinks you took out of the fridge. (laughs) (laughs) There's like little like rings on the on the fucking table. But Um, then, of course, as it turned out, he really wanted to be discovered because he wanted to be attacked. Right. Well, yeah. But he could have also just come out of the fridge. True. So anyway, Polnareff goes, what is your name before I kill you? And the guy goes, my my name is Soul Sacrifice. His name, the name that is on his birth certificate is Soul Sacrifice. So the name that is on his birth certificate is Devo the Cursed. That's not better. After (laughs) the band, it's like a band Devo. Um, yeah. And interestingly, Soul Sacrifice is a Santana song that they chose. Yeah, so, okay, so that makes sense that his parents named him Devo, because Devo was their favorite band, and then uh, his I last guess. name comes from the last name of his grandfather when he immigrated to France. What was it, The Cursed? Yes, Abraham The Cursed. Yes, yeah, his, his grandfather, grandfather. <laughs> when, he, when, he, when he immigrated to Paris 
after uh, the war. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but honestly, his name is more of a name than the guy in the next episode, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Right. Um, so, so yeah, so there was Chucky, the, uh, the animated doll. Um, I'm going to bite your balls off, man. <laughs> that's a good line. And yeah, I, still, I still don't understand. They're like, they talk like they can like sense when there's like a stand or a stand user around somehow, but they completely fail to do so. Except for I the guy in the yeah, fridge. I think it's guesswork. But yeah, also, yeah. Polnareff's not a bright man. No. No, he certainly is not. But, okay, first of all, the fight between their stands. It had some crazy, like, camera angles and some, like, cool scene transitions and stuff. It was, like, uniquely uniquely interesting compared to usual. Can we, can you do me a favor, though? Yeah. What was Soul Sacrifice's stand, actually? Because he's a doll. And is that the stand? Is that he's a doll? So the stand is that... I don't know where... It's the grudge. Yeah, it's like you have to hurt him before the doll can attack you. And then he it, the power of his grudge against you is what powers the doll. And I think, like, the more you hurt him, the stronger it is or something. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I didn't really understand. <laughs> Does it? Does it, though? No, it makes it makes more sense now than like he just becomes like a tiny little doll and for some reason is stronger than when he's a human. Yeah. Now, so you're a little doll. You can like jump up and slice off the face of some room service guy. Mm-hmm. Yet yet for Paul Nareff, all he's able to do is like gouge his leg and then tie him under a bed. Why doesn't he just, like, slice off Polnareff's face? I... Yeah, he, t- he tied him under the bed, and then he had, like, a spear that he was stabbing into the bed repeatedly. And not a single time did that spear puncture him. No, it's like, it was <laughs> just miss- missed him. Just, like, missed him by an inch every time. Like, he pretty much outlined the body and then chose not to continue moving inward. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if it were me, the first place I would stab would be right through the the absolute dead center of the bed. No. Yeah, or like through where you know the head is, or something. But dead center, yeah. Also, that's right. That you can't miss. He's going around the outside. Like what a loser. (laughs) And then of course you know Polnareff. You know he's like he's got all these like big cuts and like holes in his hand and stuff like that. And they take him down to the police station and not a cut on him. Yeah. He's a quick healer. He got better. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Joseph's, you know, great brain where Polnareff was like, we have to get everyone together. I'm being attacked. I lost Mm -hmm. him for now, but there's danger. And then going like, wow, Polnareff sure is late. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Let's not eat it. Let's not all rush over to his room. Yeah. Let's meet in somebody else's room. He's probably just like being silly somewhere and then he gets there at the end and they're like Polnareff you're late we have to look for the stand user meanwhile he's fucking covered in blood and crying <laughs> fuck it's like it's why we like the show yeah I especially love Polnareff's retaliation where he says he's gonna slice up everything except his balls right and then we see in the uh in the bathroom stall downstairs it's they go soul sacrifices Last moments, but you think they're going to say balls? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I thought that, but man, now that now that you put it in my head, I really wish they did. 
They definitely, because no, because they open the door and they're showing like the crotch of the dead body. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And how did he get into that bathroom? Because he I think was last there. So we saw him. He he like jumped off the balcony and disappeared. Yeah, he, he jumped off the balcony and then he went inside and hid in a bathroom stall. Bad. Bad. <laughs> As opposed to let's say going to a hospital. Or, you know, or just, like, a safe place that's not in public or something. Ridiculous. Yes. Bad bad planning. <laughs> we can make a, like, a, yes, we can talk about nothing else except bad planning in uh, in this show. Honestly, yeah. Fucking. So, anyway, so, and, and then uh, Kokuku-Q, whatever Kakuin? his name. Kakuin, yes. Right, now... Well, well, before before we get to the yeah. Kakuin episode, I, I just, the last yes. scene of that episode, we learn yes. that Joseph does not need to smash a $300 camera to use his tanned. Yeah, oh, that, that the, fucking was ridiculous. I thought that was the beginning of this episode. Right. Yes. It's like, oh, wait a minute. I don't need the camera after all. Oh, never mind. And the way... I have a completely the, different way of figuring out the future, which just doesn't have to do with these strange ghostly images. The I way that I scene could find TV, I could predict the future, but where will I find one? The, the way that scene was set up also led me to believe that his stand itself did not destroy the TV when he was done with it. It was just that Dio said was like, "Hey, I know you're watching me," and sent like magic right. explosion waves through the like TV. So he doesn't even have to like break a TV. He can just use a TV. Right. He's like, hmm. <laughs> I need to break a $300 camera specifically. I think what happened is that's how he used it for the first time. And then he just assumed that was the only way it could be used for a while. And then all of a sudden he was like, no, wait, actually, I feel like I could probably do it with the TV too all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. And I, I fucking Apple didn't know either. <clears throat> yep. But all right. Yeah. So that that's that's where I was, I, where I was going to go for this first of all. So, okay. So yeah. and now and now hopefully he'll like use that again because it is pretty effective. It kind of tells you exactly what you need hey, to know. Hey, I Dad, mean, it, I, I would bet you an amount of money that that they're not going to do it with the TV that, ever again. That's true. That's true. That's I true. Mean, it's also not exactly what you need to know. It was a little misleading. That that's the TV true. Was like Kakyoin is a traitor. Kakyoin is Dio's, you know, servant. But, it, you know, it wasn't Kakyoin. It was, in fact, a man... A man named Rubber Soul. Yes. 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 yes, it was a man named Rubber Soul. After after the Beatles album, of course. Which is like yes. a name that like a human man has, and that's on his birth certificate and driver's license. First name Rubber, last name Soul. Yep. Or it would also be funny if his name was just like Rubber Soul Jones. That would be good. Well, I was um, going to say, may, maybe, the na- maybe it's like it translates to a real name in Japanese, right? No. No. Sure. It's just like, okay, you have a stand <laughs> where you can perfectly imitate people. You're going Wait, wait, in wait, 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 wait. We're going what? too quickly. Hold on. Hold okay. on. We have a really, really major quote in this third episode here, episode nine, I believe. We have like a very major quote. You're worth about as much as a sewer cockroach's dick. It's a good line. And he just, he talks like that. And it's like, that's sort of what I was getting at, is you're infiltrating this group, you're impersonating Kakuin, but you're not gonna act like him, and you're not gonna talk like him. You're just gonna, you know, beat people up and say bizarre things, and not expect them to immediately be like, yeah, you're not Kakuin. Right. 
Oh, and by the way, did we ever get an explanation about why the guy eats beetles? Okay, okay. So, 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 I've, I've, obviously I've watched this anime a thousand times, right? I did not, I don't think this is on purpose, I think this is a coincidence, but in my head, this time, it went off for me. Did he eat the beetles? Because his name is a Beatles reference. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it never hit me. Sense. Did not hit me until just today. That I think <laughs> that's what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. There's no question. I'm mm-hmm. named after a Beatles album, so I must eat Beatles to survive. Yes, of course. That's okay. also what the Beatles ate. That's why they named themselves that, is because it's the only thing they could eat. Yes. R- ridiculous. Ridiculous and horrible. Yeah. It's rough. And, and of course, I also don't know. He's in one cable car. How does he get into another cable car with a bunch of passengers without them seeing him, like, climb through the window or however he got in there? Um, I guess his oobleck slimed in there is how it yeah, happened. He, he, yeah, he, like, slimed himself in there. Yeah. Before that, nobody nobody going to say nobody going to say nothing about the cherry scene. I hated it so much. I thought we weren't going to talk about it, but I really, 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 really hated it. It was very it gross would and bad. It would be upsetting to everyone if we didn't talk about it, because that's one of the big uh, JoJo internet memes. <laughs> yeah. No, it was horrible. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see how it would be. And he does it at the end, too, as his actual self. Yeah, that, yeah. He, he that, that son of a gun loves cherries, and he loves to lick them. Yummy, yummy. Yummy. Gross. Uh, so upsetting. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the actual fight with him it was fine. It wasn't much. But why did... Right. So, so, yeah, I mean, so the implication, of course, is, you know, as usual with uh, Jotaro, that, um, yeah, I actually let you get near that manhole so I could, uh, I could attack you. But <laughs> then why didn't he just drown the guy in the first place or like keep him like keep the guy restrained while he was like telling him all this information i guess he wanted the guy to be lulled into a false sense of security maybe i'm just really glad that jotaro did inherit the Star family secret technique um which what is secret technique again run away oh yes right right right, right, right. <laughs> i just have a couple pieces of like dialogue highlighted from this um also Jotaro definitely did not buy that child a new ice pop. Well, no, I think no chance. Just, yes. But I guess that's not really important because the kid's probably more traumatized about watching a dog explode. And then it was funny when they were like in English, he was like, do you understand? And then Jotaro said it to him later. And it's like, haha, get it? Get it? It's funny. Because mm. it's funny. It was mm. funny. Yes. Well, mm. Very funny and good. And sense. then also just like my favorite piece of dialogue from one of one of my favorite pieces of dialogue in the entire series. You're in the middle of being eaten, you ass. <laughs> <laughs> you can make just you can just like make a lot of jokes about that. Just like endless eating ass jokes. Oh my god, there was a lot of iconic stuff in this episode, huh? Yeah, it's good. This is a good show. <laughs> Where do you, what do you guys, what service do you guys watch this on again? Hulu. Okay, cool, me too. So you guys saw the, the horrible, horrible dog? Yes, yes, it is the, it is the uncensored version, so you get to see all the goodies, all the gore and goodies, and the underage yeah, smoking. Made, 
that made me sad. They shouldn't have done that to the dog. Poor Pocky. Yeah. We all we all know why the author likes to have people kill dogs. But I feel like this wasn't a major enough villain that we really needed a dog killed to know he was evil. Um, yeah, no. But whatever. What do I know? Um, Apparently yeah. we know nothing. Yeah, we have to. I have to keep a tally of killed dogs. Because, because it's been a while since we've had someone cut in half. That's true, yeah. But there's always dogs here for us. I also want to see what Kakuin's tan lines look like as a guy who sunbathes, sunbathes in his school uniform. <laughs> He's got, like, really tan hands. He's just got, like, <laughs> tan hands and, like, ankles in, like, the gap between the pants and the shoe. And that's it. And, <laughs> and his face. And, and then his, his, and face, his face, but there's... But there's a shadow of the hair that hangs in front of his face. <laughs> he looks great. He's a real vampire. You know, mm-hmm. okay. Also, all of these, like, shirtless, muscly anime boys I, in, in this, you, you're, the way that you dress makes a lot more sense now, Bane. The way that I dress? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I, I feel I like feel you wear like... a lot of tank tops and, and sleeveless things and crop tops and stuff. I mean, I'm also gay and goth, but I, right, I don't... But the, the gay I, goth aesthetic has to come from somewhere. Yeah, and I do think anime, having, having been my primary interest since I was literally six years old, uh, definitely did a lot of poisoning to my brain. Right, that's that's what I'm saying, is that, like, yeah. your, I, your, your style, I see it now. Yes, people, people will see me in public and go, that guy is a stand user. <laughs> yes, that's. I feel like that is the aesthetic that you have painstakingly curated for yourself over the years. You would be very correct, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I want to know what your stand is. That'll have no to be pressure. Revealed, revealed in well, upcoming episodes. I have like I have one for like a fan character, but I don't know if he's necessarily me, so I don't know if I would count him. But I should think of what my own personal one would be. Yeah, maybe next time we record, we can all come back and and say what we think our stand would be. That's uh, our homework. That could be homework. That yeah. could be a, like a fun little segment. Or we could create them for each other, even. Oh, that would be more fun. Yeah. Or or both, or see, you know, compare yeah, notes. Exactly. See, did, is yeah, exactly. Did what you figured out for your stand match what other people think your stand is? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. like the newlywed game, but for for our stands. Mm-hmm. Yes. That would be cute. All right. Nice. Do we have any other final thoughts, my guys? Um, let's see. Let me go through my notes and see if there's anything important I didn't say. Oh, I think that Anne is a little suspicious. Yeah. Or In what Annie. way? You think she's um, a stand user? Yeah, I do. I I do think so. Mm-hmm. Actually, because why is she? Why did she lie and say that she was staying in Singapore and then follow them onto the train? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's all. That's yeah. my only thought. That was something yeah. important that I wanted to say that I didn't. Yeah, we we don't know yet. And, you know, if a monkey can have a stand, a child can have a stand easy. Well, of course. Yeah. One is a human. <laughs> Let me yeah. see. Wait, I'm just waiting for the inanimate objects to have stands. Wait, can a stand have a stand? Let, hang I on, hope. I have to think. I have to think. Um, Yes. Okay, yes, I can think of one. Ah, Oh, cool. An inanimate okay. object you're referring to? Yes. Okay. But not a stand having a stand? No. Okay. But but an inanimate object stand. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. They do exist. Good. All right. Good. So much to look well, forward to. <laughs> so much to look forward to. Thank you, gentlemen, for doing this with me, as always. Of course. It's it's our pleasure, really. I'm glad. It is always a delight. Well, all right. This has been Sono Podcast Nisotome, the fate of that podcast. The perfect family bonding activity. 